Hi, this is Nick from Paranormal Research Investigators UK. Uh, this is the uh, next in the sequence of podcasts that we're doing, and it's entitled Environment and the Paranormal. Um, Andy's here, as uh, usual, and he's going to start us off. So, Andy, over to you. Hi, Nick. Right, yeah, this is going to be talking primarily about the environment and paranormal. I think, first off, I'm just going to go through a list of points that I've noted about the environment when paranormal activity tends to happen and then probably look at some of the effects the paranormal has on the environment before then looking at some interesting information about geology, uh, magnetic fields, etc., which we'll get on to the end of the podcast. So so basically what I've done, I've just basically looked at um, the link between the environment and the paranormal, started making some notes. And I'm going to run through the list here, and does anything you've, you find interesting, just let me know. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> just like to say, we've been talking for a long time. <laughs> so hopefully someone will actually listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is um, infrasound so the vibrational energy from heavy traffic flight paths, machinery, running water um, there's links with that with the paranormal so running water might have more negative ions I'm not a scientist so I'm not sure but some people seem to think that ions are a contributing factor to the paranormal uh Perhaps, yeah, high pollutants in the water tends to make the water more conductive to electricity. And if someone's to argue that, you know, paranormal is electrical energy, perhaps that's a medium that it, it can transfer through. <laughs> you're asleep or you just got your head down. I'm just yeah. concentrating what you're saying. <laughs> just... Water tape theory. Right. Yeah, so you've heard of stone tape theory um, or limestone tape theory. There's also the water tape theory. Which I don't know whether I've made that up, but I've put a question mark <laughs> beside it. <laughs> so I put a question a mark beside one. it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So limestone can hold water. Uh, maybe again, that link of water in the paranormal. There's always a sudden drop in temperature or a cold chill. It tends to. So it's a very frequent um, environmental uh, response. Is there a drop in dew point? Um, mist in the air. Uh, sometimes batteries claim to get well. I love the batteries claim to get drained, but the batteries drain. <laughs> yes, they do. Don't they? Um, you know, is, is is the entity collecting electrons <laughs> from the batteries? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, oppressive atmosphere. Uh, so the atmosphere can suddenly change from day to night. Uh, well, fr- not not really, but <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing if it went from day to night in a, sl- a split second. But uh, but, and I think what what it is is there's there's a heaviness in the atmosphere that can all of a sudden become light again. Uh, static electricity, sort of increase in electromagnetic frequency. Air pressure can increase or decrease. Maybe there's a link of weather and thunderstorms, uh, solar storms, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Some people claim the full moon or the new moon can cause increase in mm. gravity and a 20 pence increase in high ocean tides. Well, it certainly has an effect on people. I think uh, mm. I, I, mean, uh, I think research has been done 
but anecdotally, um, you know, this thing that uh, certainly I think Brighton police were uh, looking at four moons and uh, actually manning the station uh, accordingly. So that they said to be more acts of violence and more more sort of uh, bad behaviour going on when there was a full moon. So that's that's an interesting thing. Yeah. EVPs same time as lightning strikes. That's interesting. Um, I, I don't know why I've made that note. Um, maybe something to do with electromagnetism in the air atmosphere. Do earthquakes trigger paranormal events? I know that um, the tectonic strain theory is one possibility, and that's, we can talk about that later on. Full moon, gravity, tidal influence. <laughs> this is a great podcast to fall asleep. It's all right, I'm still here. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> you might have to pork me in a minute. <laughs> Infrared light, ultraviolet light. Uh, do animals see more than humans in, that, in those spectrums? I think now that I think scientists have actually concluded they do now. I, I do remember seeing some articles recently this year about um, cats or dogs seeing into the ultraviolet spectrum, which previously thought they didn't. Mm. So the effects on the environment, obviously the paranormal can move objects, they can throw them, swinging chandeliers, pictures hanging upside down. <laughs> That's quite a common one, isn't it, putting things upside down? Yes. Particularly the old cross. Uh, yes. Objects disappearing, new objects appearing in the home, objects passing through solid matter, doors banging, closing, opening, windows opening, closing, bed shaking, imprints on the bed or the chairs if someone's sitting on it, blankets being dragged off the bed, liquid substance coming from the ceilings, walls, from the floor, yes. muddy water, blood from taps, fire, fire, yeah, manipulate. Manipulate electricity tends to whatever's happening seems to have an effect on the electricity. Sure. Well, yeah, and sometimes the entity or paranormal, whatever it is, uses the radio or telephones or the TV to communicate through or send text messages, video attachments. Yes. And as we perhaps have alluded to in an earlier podcast, there is a book by um, Cal Cooper. Cooper. Um, about that, what was the name of the book? Uh, Typhoon Calls from the Dead. Yeah, so you know, if you're interested, there is a book by a highly regarded um, parapsychologist um, on that particular subject alone. So uh, perhaps worth a read. Physical attack on people, physically touch people, leave scratches, handprints on walls. That's interesting. That when they leave a small child's handprint or something. Yes. Phone ringing when it's unplugged. And the the old burning sulphur smell. Yeah. So that's just like an overview of all the things. Some well, majority of the things that can happen when to the environment and vice versa when paranormal activity is happening. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about um, ASAP, which is the Association for Scientific Study of Anonymous Phenomena, and they've got the website. A uh, very good website. Uh, memberships only fifteen pound a year. If you want to join? However, you don't have to join to read a lot of the information that's on their website you know it's very good information and as um, a lot of it or if not most of it has uh, been written by Morris Townsend and I'm just going to go through some of his points now about the environment and the paranormal uh, the first thing really is uh, we've talked about this in early, uh, other podcasts about natural causes and the new house effect and animals and you know you hear screaming where foxes <laughs> You know, it, it's 
you've got to remember that foxes are very uh, brave animals now. They come right into the right into the city, you know, early hours of the morning. Uh, they can let out some very loud screeches and screams. Uh, they're hissing. Uh, barn owls. They they are. Although fairly rare, they do occur throughout most of the world, most parts of the world, and and we've seen it uh, on the, our night visits. Mm-hmm. Seen owls flying around. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. certainly not rare at all. No. Um, so Morris also talks about the ge- geology in ghosts, and he talks about magnetism, magnetism, how people seem to think that there may be a connection, and he looks at. Um, you know, Teutonic strain theory. That's your guitar playing. <laughs> that's one of the Spooky. effects of the environment. Yeah. Play musical instruments. Yeah. Do you want to play another chord? <laughs> <laughs> so he talks about geological faults. Um, so when you get fractures in the local rock strata, you know they they seem to think that perhaps there is. I think he talks a bit about quartz and. It's the compression, isn't it? It's it's, it's the, the how the earth compresses the. Well, uh, in terms of quartz, mm. yeah, I think the thing is that uh, quartz, um, when it's under pressure, will actually emit um, an electrical signal, That's or right. it will actually generate an electrical current. Rather, um, I mean, uh, if you go into any cave where there is quartz crystal, if you you're actually pitch black. Uh, it does look like it sparks and pricks of light, uh-huh. um, and that's just what exactly what it is. It's the, it's the quartz under pressure, and it just happens to uh, generate a, a slight electrical current which glows. Um, in fact, I think you'll find that when you've got your quartz digital watch, it's a quartz uh, crystal which actually is regulating the uh, the pulse in the, the the watch. Again, I'm not completely. Uh, Au fait with the, the the way that it worked, but I, th- I believe that's how that's what it is. It, it can generate a regular electrical pulse. Um, I think in that case there is actually an input, but uh, it's one of the properties of, of quartz crystal. Uh, and the geomagnetic geomagnetic weather. So some claim there's a link between the you know, solar storms and, and paranormal activity. Uh, I know that we, I mean, I spent three days putting input to a spreadsheet <laughs> trying to link the the geomatic uh, weather with uh, events that we've caught on EVPs, yeah. etc. And my, my conclusion is there was absolutely no <laughs> no link whatsoever. But it right. took three days to complete that spreadsheet. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. However, you know, maybe I just don't know. I, I don't. We don't know what we're looking for yet. You know, it's 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 good to have the information because in the future someone might. Have a hypothesis that can that might have hold yeah. some ground. So. I think the thing is that uh, with with things like solar flares, obviously, as most people are familiar with the the Northern Lights, which is exactly that. It is a, a solar flare, and it's just effectively uh, being drawn into the Earth Earth's atmosphere through through the poles uh, at the point where the uh, uh, where the, I guess the, the magnetic field is, is at its strongest. Um, Interesting that, uh, that the colours are glowing because of the excitement of I think it's the uh, that the particles themselves yeah. and uh, you get this sort of green glow uh, because of the oxygen and I think it's red nitrogen um, which is again quite interesting because we did talk about uh, 
you know, the manifestation of spirits um, and the, the various types. And obviously, one of them is sort of these sort of green, perhaps shimmering lights or, or red lights. And it does make you wonder whether a, a sort of an equivalent could occur um, outside of the, of the polar regions, that's the South or North Poles. Uh, and that could perhaps explain what is actually happening in front of somebody. But again, that's very much down to science to decide. Um, but who knows? Um, well, it could it, just it, be that. Uh, you know, and I think what Morris points out here, which is, uh, and I, I agree with this actually, is that there seems to be very little impact of the you know solar weather on on because of the Earth's natural shield anyway. You know, it's. It's you know a large geomagnetic storm reduces a reduction of around 0.5 percent in the overall field, right. according to Morris. And what is more, this change is spread over many hours. So what what little impact it does have, it, right. it tends to be slow, rather than this quick sharp uh, okay. burst of right. activity. Yeah. 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 So so more storms are going to be far less intense. Thus, uh, he states, local field variations are not hugely dramatic at all. So it seems doubtful in the face of it that um, you know that there is any correlation between these changes in paranormal reports. Okay. Uh, more research is needed. Yeah. This thing about um, the storm storm tape theory. Uh, Morris has written a really good article on on why it's not a very good theory. It doesn't really hold much. And some of the things he points out is, you know, if if the apparition is apparently a recording made through the materials why do you just see the apparition and not the whole scene you know if you have a video camera and you record something you see the whole scene you don't just see a figure you see the whole scene so that is something that you know he points out as doesn't hold sense much a lot of it he talks about classic cases so a lot of the stone tape theory is being reported through classic cases whereby the collection of evidence in the witness interview is not going to be that that comprehensive and detailed, you know. And once yeah. once that story becomes folklore, then then how can you say that this place is lo- is haunted? Is it really haunted? You know, due, mm-hmm. due to the fact that a, a woman see, a, a man sees a outline of a woman, somebody says, "Oh, but that was Queen Elizabeth's chamber." And, oh, yeah, it must be her. It must be yes. Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. You know, and it's. And then, then the story gets played that oh, sure. Queen Elizabeth can be seen in this room crying before she gets her head chopped off. But that was was that Amberlin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a different generation. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth, the first that is. So he, I mean, he he really does doubt the the, the whole um, stone stone tape theory. It talks about well, he gives loads of loads of examples, and um, one of them is like um, he points out the fact that apparitions seem to be wearing old clothes, and he mentions <coughs> a man called Paul Lee who pointed out in one of his articles, which was I think it was published in Anomaly magazine for uh, issue thirty four, that ghosts have only been seen to wear period clothes since the early twentieth century. So it seems very odd that if there are recordings. Where's the people dressed in contemporary clothes? Oh, and, you know, yeah. it's you know why aren't we seeing people in jeans and hoodies, yeah, know, rather than Victorian clothes? Yes, it's an interesting fact that uh, 
it's yeah nothing contemporary it would be happening all the time yeah is that perhaps an argument to say that we don't live in stone buildings anymore i don't know but I guess that uh, I guess that one way or another, even if it's cement or concrete, that uh, why why doesn't that principle apply as well? Unless you're looking at a particular type of rock yeah. or stone, obviously for the building. But uh, but what's a very interesting fact about the environment and paranormal is again, Morris Townsend has written a very good article on magnetic hallucinations. He's done some uh, some failed tests with regards to magnetic field frequencies and one of them was on his haunted bed uh, in, in a stone castle which I'll get to in a second right. but what he argues is that um, magnetic hallucinations um, he thinks that um, there's probably 20 to 30 percent of the population that could be substantially susceptible to what's called experienced induced fields uh, what this is is um, potential sources of uh, magnetic fields in nature or artificial sources in in, in our modern homes. And power uh, lines as well. Yeah, power lines, yeah. Uh, electrical equipment, machinery. I think what what it is is that um, for this to happen, these um, experienced induced fields, I think he calls them e EIFs for short, is that. You need to be staying in a situation. You need to be put in, a, in one location and stay put for twenty to thirty minutes before hallucinations can occur. Right. So what what he's found is basically the haunted bed, and, and this, he chose this castle because the castle's going to have very little electrical wiring. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to be mainly stone, and there had been reports of paranormal activity with people unconnected to each other in, in this room. Uh, so he went there with his equipment. I uh, set up a um, he measured to measure the the, the magnetic field strength in 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 the room. Mm -hmm. What it is, there's a certain magnetic frequency where this tends to work, and it's 0.1 to 30 hertz. It's 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 basically a weak frequency, um, but it has to be of the right amplitude, right? And it has to occur long enough for it to affect someone. Yes. And the thing about the bed is that if you're asleep in the bed, because people have claimed to hear children crying and stuff yeah. from the bed. Yeah. Um, so this field, it can probably have a radius of about a metre, metre and a half. But if you happen to, say, turn over in your sleep, you might actually put yourself within that field. Mm. And then that can start affecting your brain right. to cause hallucinations. And what he found was that if you've got objects with, with, with metal that's got a good chance of um, being magnetized so so the bed was made of iron these these can increase the likelihood of um in having these uh, eifs present right and i think for me the reason why this is interesting because i've often thought why is it that you can have a haunted house some people will claim to report activities and other people won't mm, they sure. can move yeah. in then move out and other people have nothing happen to them yes. perhaps this is one explanation that yeah. That if you belong in the twenty to thirty percent of the population that's susceptible to these uh, low pulses that um, that are weak, but over time can confuse your brain yes. with the activity, the brain activity, electrical impulses in your own brain. Maybe it just happens to match what's going on inside your brain, and, and then it confuses it. So, so maybe this is one explanation why some people experience paranormal and other people don't yeah. they just happen to be more susceptible to that's it that's certainly an interesting theory yeah.
with the environment then um i think there's loads that we probably still don't understand how it impacts on, on us but i know with modern living you've got a hell of a lot of electrical equipment sure um and these under the right conditions can can affect each other and cause yeah. cause um strange pulses yeah. and of course more radio waves perhaps yeah and, uh, mobile phones you, you name it it's uh lot of things buzzing about, aren't there? Yeah. Our effect on the environment is just making sure people get to sleep when they listen to this. Because <laughs> it's, you know, unless you have a very strong interest in the topic. You know, did I mention that um, ASAP you can join for £15? Sorry? Did I mention that? You I... see, you weren't even listening, were you? It was the influence. It was the aura. Yeah. It was the aura that you were emitting. <laughs> Super yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, that's it, really. I think okay. if you um, understand that and you got any comments to make, um, please do. Yeah, and, let uh, us know. Yeah. <laughs> we'd like to know as well. Yeah, there's no swearing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right. Cheers. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.